0: Well, we are here at the Midwest Digital Marketing Conference, and I'm here with another Agileist. Hey. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the group and kind of a little bit of background.
1: For sure. Uh, my name is Travis Arnold. Um, I guess the, the way back story with Agile Marketing starts in 2009, 2010. Uh, I worked with a software company on the marketing side, and uh, our dev team had moved to Agile and Scrum and it was like, it just made so much sense. It was like the exact same thing, but on the marketing side, it's like, we're doing the same thing. We're always shipping a product. Everything changes. We kind of share the same buyer. Um, so it made a ton of sense for us to kind of adopt it. We had a small team, small budget. Uh, as you can imagine, 2009, like coming out of 2008 and everything was was rough. So um, we had to make a little bit stretch a long way and with like limited resources. So how did we do that? And that was for us, it just ended up being agile marketing and like our our spin on it, and our take on it. So um, that's how it started. Started, I think my first post about agile marketing was 2010. So kind of been involved kind of since then. So uh, uh I love it. I mean it's it's cool. It's it's really awesome to see the community start uh, you know blowing up and yeah, and like
0: I think that. that it it does fit on all sides of teams because the sure. larger the, the company you're in, yeah, the more finite you need to be on your yeah. audience, right? The more the o- more opportunity you have. Yep to pinpoint a particular group of people, build a backlog on top of that, Mm -hmm. ask them questions, prioritize their output, find what they truly find valuable. And I think a lot of marketers still miss that, is what do they find valuable and how are you going to demonstrate it? And this all fits into that agile model of the customer satisfaction is my number one goal. I don't think software developers necessarily believe that, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my, uh, satisfaction is number one goal. And I think that's been a part of the problem with the retrospective Mm -hmm. and the way Agile's kind of moved, that it has taken a pivot in software space to be almost purely about the developer and about their needs and their, and not the business, right? Not the focus of the customer.
1: Yeah. I think the customer kind of, as much as we like to say it's customer first and we're really customer oriented, sometimes they just get swept under the rug and our biases as marketers and developers kind of take over. And that's like, that's the wrong way to exactly. go about it. Just
0: so. just in the fact that in design we call it mobile first. Yeah, it's customer first. Is the customer using their phone? Right. No. Okay. Then it's not mobile
1: first, sure. right?
0: Yet, or it could be at yeah. some
1: point. But it's whatever the customer's doing first. And and, and to like to, to leech onto that, like uh, you lo- you look at like a B two B you know software companies uh, mobile visits, and it's like ten to twelve percent. And then you see stats, and like this conference, it's ninety percent. like. Yes, that's, that's where they might be offline, but as a business consumer and a user, they're not. They're not really visiting the site. They're not going to, um, they're not actually searching for that business need on their phone. I mean, analytics tells you right there, black and white, what their what their, your traffic is. So, you know, going mobile first, just out of the gate, well, I, I, I'm a you know huge believer that like, you need to have a responsive website in 2017. Yeah, not saying that, but... Uh, spending a bunch of time and putting all your eggs in that basket might not be the smartest thing, depending on your industry.
0: Yeah, but so. I think there is this need for cross pollination, cross pollination of software engineering, oh, sure. business, and marketing, kind of brought together under this. Yeah. Who's our persona? What are they doing? And then how can we as teams now mm-hmm. say we're agile, yeah. and now structure <laughs> our agile implementations to be more open and honest, but then also committing to firm deadlines. And we it yeah. is, yeah. it's always been like, there's waterfall and then there's agile. Well, yeah. there's never agile. There's a stair, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we have to start stair stepping more and doing these
1: incremental deliveries to each other. For sure. And there's, it's, it's, it's shipping something like what's, what's at the end of the day, what are we going to actually ship and get out the door? Uh, and I think sometimes, you know, like a website project, for example, those things as everybody who's probably listening to this has gone through the pain and, and the heartache of a website project, like they kind of can drag on forever and ever. So um, just having like, here's the little milestones we want to hit. And like, this is a shipped thing and we move on. Now to go to like the pure agile way, like during that process, something could change dramatically where that, that scope changes within a sprint. So like, we're going to, we're gonna, going to react to what the consumer needs and what our customer needs and we're going to change it. And that's fine. That's, it's not a bad thing. You don't no. have to ship it for the sake of shipping. Yeah. Though it's okay to throw things away that don't work anymore. Yeah. Um, You know, so that's, that's
0: weird. Cause like for me, like when I train on agile marketing the number one thing I get from people is, well, I don't have the ability to work on one thing at a time. And I'm saying you may not have that ability by your business, but you have that responsibility (laughs) to the business and the user to make sure you are doing for sure. And I think that it's like, Failing a sprint has a price tag associated with that. And when somebody wants to fail a sprint for a customer need, yeah. then that's completely different yeah. than a business need. Yeah. And the so there is this happy balance. For sure. But we as we as creators, we as people who are producing inside an agile framework need to have a voice to to be able to say, here's what reality
1: is. Right? Yeah. And then you know, is your wife, Michelle, she's a scrum master right here. So she would probably like that's Kind of her job too is sometimes to like, we, hey, we have to like change course here because it's not necessarily fitting our customers' needs. This is more of a, you know, marketing wanted this or development wanted this. It's not what our customer needed, and they're changing. Like their buying habits changed from ABC to XYZ, so we have to adjust. And it's better to adjust now than let's finish this thing and then we'll adjust. Like, just why not adjust now? Like, adopting that mindset's really tough for people because everybody's really uh, attuned to the waterfall method. Like. Here's our here's our big plan that we did in November, and that's gonna we're gonna execute that throughout the year. Like it's okay to like throw that plan in the garbage and yeah. like, <laughs> move on to something.
0: Or that a better. big campaign you wanted to start.
1: Yeah. It could end
0: up being a small campaign. Yep. Uh, but it was fine. You took it agile, you took an approach, and maybe yep. you said, you know what, we need to do something else pivot. For sure. But we're shipping and delivering the whole time. We weren't worried about yeah. Waiting all for this big moment and then pushing it, yeah.
1: right? Then we hit the big red button and exactly. then things
0: like go out the door. Yeah. That's not the way the world works anymore. <laughs> no, not um, at all. But I still drive back to marketers really need to consider. If we are truly being, if your business mm-hmm. is being hit on budget, if you feel that there's a tightening of budget or resources mm-hmm. or everything like that, and you hear the words ROI from your boss, right? Yeah. That we have to show ROI as a marketing department. We have to be a revenue generating You know, part of the organization, everyone does. Yep. There's no more ability to be a luxury of we're a requirement to do business. No, we have to generate revenue.
2: Today, real time is the only time that counts. To stay relevant, you have to stay ahead. Your customers want the right information right now, wherever they are. So how do you meet the demands of today's customers? By marketing and context. Context accounts for a customer's interaction with your brand. So each touch builds on the next, creating more meaningful experiences for your customers. At Sitecore, we call this context marketing. To do it well, you need marketing technology that has three things. Contextual intelligence, content management, and omni-channel automation. Contextual intelligence gives you the information you need about your consumers. So the content you manage is more relevant and is automatically delivered wherever your customers are. The Sitecore Experience platform was built for context marketing, so you can create a more personalized customer experience. Demand more from your marketing technology. Demand more from marketing. Own the experience. Sitecore.
1: Marketing gets looked at as a cost center. And still today, like even though we're in 2017, everything's very digital. Everything's very trackable and, and uh, you know, attributable. We still get looked at as a cost center, and that's like the wrong way to think about it. Like, let's figure out how we, the things we do, let's get a metric for it, let's get a like actual dollar number, dollar value that we're getting out of what we're putting in, and um, that's like you you set those little micro goals throughout every little piece of the the puzzle. Exactly, but it goes to to that number, right? So you're a cost center
0: because no one knows how much you cost. Yeah, right, right, right. No one knows anything about it. For sure. We know you are a person that's employed and you create stuff. <laughs> you do that. And things. so with Agile, you can say, look, I now know what the investment was. Right. And it's not always to the agency because I think so many marketing teams rely on the agency to be mm-hmm. the creative. But let's say your internal marketing team is a creative. How much did that piece actually cost an investment? You can calculate it. Yeah. You can calculate your understanding of it and what the rest of them are going to look like. And then you can get forecasts to it. And then now you attach those revenue numbers that we're getting all the attribution to, yeah. and you can show black, right? Yeah. You can show the positive pieces, and it's not always assumed that you're a cost center. It's not right. always assumed you're in the red.
1: Yep. Yeah, X equals Z, and then you know sometimes you have like duds, and it's okay to like, here were our duds. We're not going to do that again. We're going to do this, the, the, the thing that worked, we're going to do that. And we'll do more of it until it doesn't work, and then we do the next thing. It's like this constant uh, mentality of testing is like, you got to like adopt that too. I think it's definitely important for, you know, but it's all in,
0: it's all in our control to make it happen. I think marketing teams need to stop being the woe is me. I can't do anything (laughs) about it and really own the process. Right. right? right. And push for things like agile marketing and be change leaders in the organization. Yeah. It
1: doesn't always have to be like top down. It could be like inside out. Like here's, here's what I found, you know, you're, your lead designer in your marketing side could say, "Well, here's what I found based on, you know, some uh, user testing. This is how this is how they're reacting to what we're doing. Let that be known. Like, don't be shy. Like, speak up, and that like can very much um, change the course of of a, of a sprint, or or you know, at least put it on the backlog, something to explore further." And, and... Yeah, I always like the analogy
0: of in the Matrix, the yes. Neo ran inside Agent Smith. And then it kind of comes and blows up, right? Agile takes off that way to where small, little, organic, internal side projects, two people and a scrum board, right? Uh, Six pack of beer, scrum board, and a couple people, and then they make it happen in one little silo. Maybe an event like this, yeah. Maybe you know, just a, a blog effort or that content migration effort with your new website. Tour. You do it agile. You prove it works. Yeah. You show everyone who wants to see how it works. You turn into a pet store, right? Yeah. Come tap on the <laughs> window and see how it works.
1: Absolutely. And
0: then you start to change that environment yeah. organically. Yeah. And then always leverage those IT teams that you have. Yeah. They have scrum masters that are bored to death yeah. of yeah. talking about IT. Yeah. And would love to talk about something else. And you could say, hey, we're adopting it for this.
1: Can you come help us? For sure. And that actually, uh, one of our uh, guys on the dev team back, back in the day, um, I was like, "Hey, I know I'm this marketing guy. I'm in the big pain in the ass for you guys sometimes. Uh, I'd love to sit in uh, a couple of your, you know, your, your, your scrums and your sprint planning meetings, just kind of see what what you guys talk about." And he loved it. He thought it was the best, and like we got a ton out of it on the marketing side. I think they got a ton out of it because we were we were talking about like, "Here's what our customer needs are," like that you guys might be removed from yeah. on the dev side. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just just integration and like uh, blowing down the silos is is. Really, I think what it's all about at the end of the day. Um, in my my current current, you know, position, co-founder of a software company, we we're a very small team. We have like four people that work in one room. So are we like an agile business? Yeah, sure. I mean, we're you know, we're we've got our our scrum board, we're we've got post-notes all over the place. We move things around, put it at our desk. And you know, at the end of the day, like that, those little things, like just having that little piece of paper, it's physical, it's a tangible thing. You can put it in front of you and like that's what you're working on. And you like you check it off your list it still fits you know fits the uh, the need of the customer and then you move on to the next thing and like those things like just kind of getting in that habit of stand-ups and you know having a board where everything's very in your face and, and uh, visible at all times it does like it just totally changes how you operate especially in, in a marketing uh, org like it's you know sometimes you get in your cubicle world and you never see outside of it yeah that's that's crappy yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: all of that I mean all that' does is solve the problem of Working, getting work done, yeah. letting other people see it, and getting information back. And yeah. I think it's like if you imagine a hospital, like, you know, on Grey's Anatomy or ER, They always have that big board, right? Here's what the hell I'm doing today, right? They erase it and they put it in there. The reason they do that, the reason they have charts and the reason they have all this stuff and people moving stuff around is to make the whole thing flow, to make it be organic, to not be the assembly line where if this doctor is out of town, no patients get served, right? Right. (laughs) We have a model that says, you know, hey, this is always going to be living. And if that's the way you think of your team as always living, then... You're not going to sit there and say, we got one video guy, and he's going to be the only video guy, and I could never become a video person. You're going to say, our bus factor is one. He steps out in front of one of these food trucks, right? right? right. He's gone, and now we got no video. Who's going to learn video? Who's going to learn how to be his backup? Yeah, like
1: sharing knowledge, sharing sharing like what you know, like that's part of it too. I mean, you could hit you it on imagine the head.
0: as a software company yeah. if you asked somebody, "Hey, I want you to build this new feature," and they yeah. said, "Well, that takes databases, and I don't, I don't do databases, and that takes SQL, um, yeah, and I don't do yeah. SQL, or that's business logic stuff. I'm yeah. a front end guy." Yeah, right? yeah, that, yeah, you'd be like. No, you're a developer. Right, you create from here to here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 20 years ago, yeah, that's what you that's heard. How it happened? Yeah, right? you had
1: like, I get, I get, I get it to this point. that I'm out of it. I'm exactly. out. I'm, I'm taking vacation, and I'm not going to be here for any questions. I'm not going to learn anything you do. But that's not the agile team. The no. agile team says, okay, yeah, <laughs> well, you, yeah, right. And you have like, I think it helps create these like omni marketers that like, okay, I know PPC, I know SEO, I know content marketing, I know websites, I know how to do the things that I need to do. Uh, I might not be a specialist at it, but I know enough to get, get it done. And then we can at least hand it off to the specialist um, at a much you know, more done point than it would be if they took it, have really no no sense of anything or well, what's going on uh, as far as the business need or the customer need goes. So
0: Yeah. And it's um, always like if you're a, if you are a generalist, then how deep yeah. can you get yeah. in those generalities? And I think it's more of how can you be the renaissance yeah. marketer, Yeah, right? yes, I, absolutely. And not just mar- I mean, your title is a marketer. It yeah. means you know how to market yes. things. It yes. means you are out. It has nothing. It doesn't say you're a writer. It doesn't say you're a videographer. It doesn't say anything about you besides you know how to market. Yeah. So just in the generality of your title yeah. should
1: tell you you got to know a lot of stuff. Especially now. I mean, you've everybody's seen like Scott Brinker's mega, you know, a, a marketing technology board, like the thing's insane. It's grown like 1100% in like three years or something like that. That's a lot of stuff for any mark, any person just to, to hang, hang on to. Now you have marketers that only do you, not only do you need to know these functional areas, PPC, SEO, websites, all this stuff. You also need to know the technology that powers it, that helps that be more efficient. So it's like a double, like, you've got to learn it all. But that's that's your job. Like, yeah. you're a marketer. That's what you have to do. Like, that's exactly. just, that's the status quo now. There's going to soon be the status quo, so. I think um, as sales is disrupted. Oh, yeah. And the ability to
0: access customers outside of when they want to be accessed. For sure. And that's, it keeps dwindling more and more and more every year. Yeah. It's the responsibility of the marketer yeah. to be the open door. And I always say, if you're not comfortable wearing the, Statue of Liberty costume and standing out there at tax season, getting people to come in, Right, then you are not in the right field as a marketer oh, because yeah. you got to be willing to step yeah. way out of your comfort zone where sales can't yeah. because the customer won't appreciate yeah. it anymore. Yeah. And they won't welcome a cold call. They won't welcome the email, the automation right. and all this stuff. I mean, marketing
1: is, is the pre-sales now. Like they, especially you look at marketing automation, like that whole process, you know, content marketing, that that's basically to get someone to the point of, Hey, I'm ready to contact sales, or I've given the signals that sales needs to contact me. Um, and all those things, like um, it you know takes it out of the salesperson's hands a little bit more and it puts it, like you're saying, like right into a marketer's hands. Like it's your job and your responsibility basically yeah. to make sure you're handing off the right people to the to the sales folks.
0: Oh, anyway, it was a great talking. Absolutely. I can't wait to just continuing to build up this relationship. Now there's another agile marketer yeah. in the area, right? We can do so many things. Wax
1: poetic all day on exactly. agile marketing, man. It's great,
2: awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Yeah. Awesome,
1: thanks.